With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a spectacular day. Hope you had a great weekend. Your boy got a couple days off. Got a chance to see Middle America a little bit. Now we're back. And, um, you know, it's always interesting to me. On uh, on how narratives change about people, right? And uh, no narrative could have changed more in the past. I don't know. I mean, you you pick the you pick the 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 amount of time, but I mean, what's happened with Chris Paul has been amazing, amazing. Now, some of it is, if we're honest, circumstance. Some of it is location and the franchise and the expectations. But it's really amazing to see the world, or at least the sports world, on some level, wrap their arms around Chris Paul and champion something that he's done for a long time. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something for Father's Day. A DSC six-blade razor is perfect for an extra close, precise shave. Get one now at a store near you as part of a gift set. 
Head dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Doug. Um, I have a belief as to why people are now in on Chris Paul, whereas so many were out on Chris Paul for a long time. You want to hear it? Well, you're listening to the show, so you probably want He is a point God, right? And by God, I do mean G-O-D. He, he's playing a position, and in many ways, a style of playing a position that is no longer necessarily played, right? There's a bit of a throwback to a previous generation, to a previous era. Keep in mind that Chris Paul has never taken a pay cut. Chris Paul, as the president of the Players Association, has uh, has has benefited greatly from the business of basketball and that Chris Paul has had many of missteps in his own career. Now, look, as a guy who played the position and couldn't make the NBA, I can only tell you that how I wanted to play in many ways is how he plays. Right. So I think the world of him, but even people I think the world of, I can point out their flaws and their performance shortcomings and whatever. Some of it has been injuries. Some of it has been how the game has evolved. Some of this has been that he hasn't been with the best of franchises, and he almost was only to have the commissioner take back a trade. Like, there is so much there with Chris Paul. Remember, he was in New Orleans, playing, by the way, for the same coach he plays for now. They get moved to Oklahoma City during Katrina, after Katrina. Um... Then he goes to the Clippers and they have a they had a super team. There's no other way to express what they had at the time was believed to be a super team where they could never get out of the second round. And some of it was the injuries. And he also wore on people because he's a demanding leader of a ball club. He went to Houston where he had a similar types of demands and it was never the perfect fit. And though they got close, he once again got hurt. And then his team came up short. And then because he couldn't get along with the co-star of the show, he was then jettisoned to Oklahoma City, where everyone thought he wouldn't make it through the year. He'd be traded. He did. Ultimately ends up playing for the Suns, who is a forgotten franchise that, you know, 15 years ago was great and couldn't get past the Western Conference Finals. And now here they are on the brink, you know, on the brink of competing for a championship. Chris Paul, in the sweep of the Nuggets, 25 and a half points a game, 10 and a half assists a game, 62% shooting, 58% from three. 51, 41 assists, five turnovers. And at 36, he's the oldest player in NBA history to average 25 and 10 in a postseason series. If we're fair, Chris Paul sometimes can be a tough guy to get along with. If we're fair, mid-range pull-ups going right are not exactly the rage these days for point guards. If we're fair, Chris Paul has had a tendency to get hurt at inopportune times. If we're fair... The Lakers had them dead to rights before Anthony Davis got hurt. If we're fair, all this talk about Chris Paul and MVP, I don't know how accurate it really is, even though I think he's helped turn around that franchise. He wasn't as good as he's been playing recently in the regular season. If we're fair, he's playing against backups. So 
like, yeah, he was great. What would that series look like if Jamal Murray was on the other side? A little different. This is Mike Malone on Chris Paul. Obviously, a lot of respect for Monty, his staff, guys like Willie Green, who I coached, Randy Ayers, Mark Bryant. Uh, they do a terrific job. And uh, you have to give them a lot of credit. They're a very well-coached team, and they have a lot of talent. Uh, Chris Ball could arguably be the greatest point guard of all time. He's, he's great. He plays the position the way the position was supposed to be played. Right? And now, I, I understand that there are other guys that play it differently, that there's the, the Trey Young style, there's the James Harden style, there's the, you know, you, you pick the guy. And we could go into a longer argument about who the best point guards of all time. I think one of the reasons that people like him is because it's just the way it used to be played. Whereas now it's so much about how much the guy with the ball scores. He did score and he was unbelievable, especially in those mid-range pull-ups. But it's in a way in which we're used to point guards scoring, right? We're not used to them launching 15 threes. We're not used to them dunking on people. We're used to them making people better, and if the defense determines it, then they find a way to score. He's in that lineage of Stockton. He's in that lineage of, uh, you know, not this, you know, Isaiah Thomas. That's who he is. So I, I think that because we think, well, that's how it's supposed to be played or always has been played, that we we like that. Also, the fact that Phoenix has stunk for the last decade, we we like that. He's not the only addition they've made, and we forget that they were the hottest team in the bubble last year, but he is a notable addition. They have been searching for a point guard. You know, Rubio made them better, and now Chris Paul makes them something else. They, they've also accumulated a ton of talent over the past decade of mediocrity, right? Like DeAndre Ayton was picked where he was picked because of his talent. Devin Booker, he was the youngest guy in the draft, I mean, I think most people thought he would be a very, very good player. I thought he'd be a star. He's a burgeoning superstar. And then they have a bunch of other talent around them that they've been able to smartly accumulate and build around a head coach and a point guard and a star player and a star center. This was CP3 after the win on TNT. I'm so grateful to my family, my team. A couple years ago, they was writing me off. You can't do this. And this ain't about me. It's about us. Show you what you can do when you come together as a team. You got a great team over there, and it's a lot of lot of fun to be a part of it. Listen, Chris Paul, this is it's the curious thing about the argument. I've never thought I've you have never heard me, and I've been doing radio since he was in high school. All right. You've never heard me once. And and they didn't win at Wake Forest, but he was at Wake Forest. I remember they lost to West Virginia in the second round of the tournament. Right. The, the old question has always been like, man, what if that guy was on one of the big teams? Remember, he was a Laker for like five minutes as part of a blockbuster trade, which David Stern nixed. And maybe we would have had the answer then. And we still don't truly have an answer to, is he a champion? But we do this thing in sports where we determine whether or not you're clutch. I guess based upon what we've seen you do last or what we've seen you do at the biggest moment. The guy doesn't have a turnover in the fourth quarter in the series. He didn't have, didn't have a turnover in the fourth quarter. 19 says no turnovers. Now we can factor in that he's playing against backups. We can factor in that they were the far better team. 
that he's finally healthy, that they're healthy and the teams they're playing against are not. But we can also just say like, hey, you know, I might have had it wrong about Chris Paul. His best Clippers team, he got hurt. His best Rockets team, he got hurt. That is part of sport. That is part of being lucky. And as of now, they are fully healthy and whoever they play is likely to come off an elongated, brutal, brutal series. And Mike Conley's not healthy. And the Clippers have never been up beyond the second round. But it's always like, you know, I've, I've, I, last, well, this is what happened last week with Stephen A. Smith and talking about how um, uh, Donovan Mitchell's the, the best player in jazz history. Like, no, he's not. John Stockton was... And John Stockton's the best player. Carmelo scored the most points. Those are the two. Donovan Mitchell is rising. He's a very, very good player. But if you just look at, you know, points scored in playoff games, yeah, okay, I guess you can do that. Call me when he gets to two finals. And you say, well, Stockton didn't win a championship. Well, to get to the finals, they beat the Rockets. Stockton hit the big shot. Now, Stockton didn't miss the shot against the Bulls 23 years ago after Jordan made his shot. But, like, if you want to say that John Stockton wasn't clutch, you're going to have to give me more ammo than, well, he never won a championship. That does not make you a clutch. Make you not clutch. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Mr. Michael Lee joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Before this year, if I were to ask you, if I were to Twitter search Michael Lee's tweets about Chris Paul, what would your how would you have described Chris Paul as a player? Oh, man, you found it off my tweets. I would have just thought about him being one of the most efficient um passionate, competitive, feisty, uh, borderline nasty players out there. Um, a, a guy who's a winner despite the fact that he hasn't had playoff success. Right. That's the hard part for people to understand. Like, you can be a winner and not have actually won. And you're like, wait, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. You can be, you can be a winner and not have actually, actually won. How would you – but ex- explain that to somebody – Go go ahead. He's a winner because there's never been a team that he's been on that hasn't been better by his presence. And you can go by every situation that he's ever been in. People forget the Clippers are an organization that's never had any success. But they made the playoffs every season that Chris Paul was there. That's rare. No one else can say that they played that many seasons for the Clippers and led that team to the playoffs every year. And they were considered the title contender for much of that time. Um, And then he goes to Oklahoma City at a time when everyone is anticipating that it's going to be a rebuild and they make it to the playoffs, you know. And then when he goes to the Suns, they go from a team that missed the playoffs to becoming a team that is the number two seed and now in the conference finals. So you look at his track record from, an uh, you know, a team in New Orleans that had just moved there to become a successful right away with him there to just the Clippers. His whole track record is a man who wherever he goes, that team has success. Now in the playoffs, he's had a lot of bad luck from guys getting injured to himself getting injured. But he's always on teams that are competitive and mainly because of his will and his desire to make sure that no one else on the team fails. In your mind, forget about what you're hearing on TV. Just just you, just Michael Lee. In your mind, does Jokic's team getting swept out of the playoffs diminish from his MVP award? No, to me, it actually enhanced this argument to me. I think 
when you look at what he was able to do throughout the course of the season, playing all 72 games and leading that team to the third seed in the Western Conference, um, I think that <laughs> that was a pretty bold statement about what he was doing and what he was carrying, especially after Jamal Murray got hurt. Um, I think that every night that he was out there on the floor, he was their best player by far. And even though they lost the games, I still thought he was the best player on the court. Um, the uh, game three, he had 32, 20, and 10. And DeAndre Aiden, who's playing with Chris Paul, is like, yeah, that's the MVP. <laughs> so I think that everyone who plays Jokic understands his value. But I think a lot of people who don't understand the game, understand his skill set, understand just how intelligent he is, just the passes that he makes, um, just his ability to take advantage of uh, mismatches, um, he's just—he's a really incredible player to watch, and I think you have to really be a fan of the game and appreciate the game, and not just wait for just a Kobe moment or an MJ moment that we all can agree is pretty impressive. But just actually just watch a guy, back a guy down, find open shooters, and do everything else that needs to be done to, to be a winner. He does all of that, and um, I, I just felt that. Also, last night. He had he had 22 points when he got kicked out of the game. Yeah, he was their leading scorer up until the very end when Will Barton went crazy. So he still, even though he didn't play, but two and a half quarters was doing a lot of heavy lifting to keep them competing. So I thought it actually enhanced his argument more than diminished it. I'm um, obviously your your kid, your baby's a, a big fan. I mean, we, we yeah. Yes, he's hanging out. He's excited. Yeah. He agrees. Yes, with yes, yes. Twenty three years ago, Jordan hit the shot. Where were you? 23, I was at home uh, watching it on TV and uh, upset. Wait, you were a jazz fan? I was not a jazz fan. I just, I was just, you know, I wasn't a Jordan fan. And I, I, I just, I was not a Jordan fan when, when he was winning all the times with the Bulls. I, was, I think I was more bored by the fact that the Bulls kept winning and that there never was going to be anybody that could compete with them. And for yep. me, that upset me because it just took all the mystery out of just the game because he just kind of ruined the fact that there could be any suspense. He was always going to win. So I think that's what made it upsetting. Yeah, that 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 make that makes that makes sense. I don't know. I never. And a part of it was I grew up in Southern California, and I was kind of that way with the Lakers. I was like a Celtics fan because everybody loved the Lakers. Everybody loved okay. the Lakers in the eighties. And plus, um, I was a, I'm a Magic. I'm a Magic guy too. So I felt that every time Jordan won, that people would try to dis- dismiss Magic as being the you know the man. It is weird so. how they they the people have like, and maybe it's Magic's done it to himself. I think Magic because of how he was on TV and how he was. As a GM, but also, you know, Magic in his own Magic way, saying Kobe's the greatest Laker ever. Like, no, he's not. Yeah. Like, Mad, like, come on. Um, yeah, no. I, right. I, I was like, I know Magic. I know you're saying what's cool and what's going to be accepted, and that you want everybody to like you. But you don't have to lie, man. You, you can you can talk about yourself. You you can brag a little bit. We we know nine finals in twelve seasons, man. <laughs> I mean, and I it was. I mean, he was he was he was he was simply simply amazing. Um. I think we all worried that the Nets would get hurt, but it's weird. I mean, most people thought it'd be Durant, not Kyrie. Um, although Kyrie's been hurt a lot in his career. Uh, wh- wh- what are your thoughts on whether or not they got enough to get out of this round to get everybody healthy again? You know, the thing about the playoffs uh, is that you can't give away games. You can't let games slide because they can all come back to bite you in ways that you don't imagine. Um, if they win game three 
if Bruce Brown doesn't go, um, you know, hero <laughs> and just says, I'm going to be the one to save us tonight and stop giving the ball to KD in the last minute and a half, um, if they win that game, they're up 3-0, right? And that means if they lose game four, they have three shots to get one win. Now they have to get th- two wins out of three tries without possibly James Harden and Kyrie Irving. That's going to be tough against a team that's now confident that now believes they can beat them, probably go to New York and win in Brooklyn. Um, so it's going to be tough. Um, I think it just that like whenever you have a chance to put a team away, whenever you have a chance to bury them, you got to bury them. You can't just, just be like, oh, yeah, we let one slip away. Nah, because you can let one slip away and then let your whole title hope slip away along with it. And I think that's what they're in danger of doing. If they had won game three, if they had just closed out um, in a game that, you know, they probably haven't been in anyway, but the Bucks were leaving it there on the table for them to grab, and they just said they didn't take it. And now they're in a position where um, it's going to be a really daunting task, and I don't know if they have the confidence to get it done um, because they've been depending on guys to step up and play big roles, uh, bigger roles than they anticipated throughout the whole season. Um, but at some point, who they really are comes to light. And, you know, you still need your stars to win this time of year. And Milwaukee has their guys healthy and they're rolling. So um, it's, it's tricky because after, after it was up 2-0, everybody was ready to, you know, pull out the brooms. And now we're just like, you know, preparing eulogies for, for the Nets. That's, that's the beauty of the playoffs because things can change in, in the snap of a finger. All right, now let's get to the Clippers. Uh, Donovan Mitchell rolls his ankle. They get beat twice in Utah. Oh, here we go again down 0-2. What do you think of where the Clippers are as of now? The Clippers are just funny um, because they're a team that I never know when I'm supposed to trust them. I just let them win the game and then say, okay, all, all right. But at the minute I start believing in them, the minute I start thinking that they're for real, they just start laying eggs left and right. <laughs> so I just think they're a team that, you know, when they're up against the wall, um, they usually uh, play their best. Um, but Utah's a dangerous team to do this dance with. I think they could have done it. They could do it against Dallas because they were the better team. But I'm not sure they're the better team. Um, but like you said, it depends on how Donald, what Donovan Mitchell's going to be like if he's able to come back. If he's not going to be what he was the first two games, I don't think the Clippers can, you know, make their way to the conference finals. But if Donovan Mitchell's okay and he just tweaked it and he'll he'll be able to come back and be himself, then it's going to be tough, you know, because they got to win, you know, three of the next four, um, you know, against a team that's been rolling all year and to me is the better team. They are the better team, but they aren't the better team without Donovan Mitchell. So he's the whole series. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's really, really interesting. And then to watch Kawhi and, uh, you know, when he takes over, you're like, well, why don't you just do that all the time? Um, I also think that the, that, that although it seems to take him a game and a half to do so, Ty Lue's ability to evaluate a series and find the right adjustments uh, is, is pretty interesting and pretty telling about how he's been able to be as well-regarded a coach as he has, you know, in not coaching. It's not, not like he's coached for 30 years, but that, that seems to be his greatest strength is reading the series and understanding what adjustments to make. Yeah, he's been doing it, you know, for as long as he's been a coach. And I think that you see it a lot of times where coaches have their system, they have their schemes, and they're so rigid and they're stuck in their ways, and it winds up costing them. Um, Last year, 
the Clippers. Um, Doc Rivers was committed to playing Mondres RL, you know, at the cert- at certain minutes, at certain marks in the game. <laughs> Denver used that marker as the point where they were going to go on their big run to come back. But Doc kept putting Montrez out there, even though Jokic was killing them. At some point, you got to adjust and say this isn't working. Um, and I think that's sort of why Ty got the job is because he's going to be flexible. He's going to see what's working and then say, you know what, that's not working and I'm not even going to try it again. Um, a lot of coaches aren't willing to do that. And, I don't, and like, I'm glad you brought it up because I don't think a lot of people give Ty his credit for being that flexible. No, no, they, they, too, they too don't. Many, they, they, he won the title. Remember, he didn't win the title. LeBron won the title. Right, well, hold on now. Yeah. Hold on now. They changed him. They, 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 there was an injury there with Bogut. There was a suspension. But there was a lot of adjust, personnel adjustments that, that were made by the head coach, and that was different. And, like, look, if you watch the first series, they they stopped playing Pat, Pat Beverly. And then you, know, you dust off a shooter who hasn't, you know, who everybody in, in, uh, in Luke, who Luke hadn't played and. People thought he couldn't play, but they found the right role and the right guys and the right, you know, the right uh, rotations. And it's worked. I absolutely believe that he's shown himself to be one of the elite coaches in what he's been able to do. Yeah, and I think a part of it is because he, I think he keeps the offseason home in Vegas. So he's he got a little bit of a gambler in him. He, he's not afraid to, to risk it out there. There's also some tax benefits to it. Mr. Michael Lee joining us on the Gottlieb <laughs> Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'll tell you, I, I think the coolest thing of this deal is LeBron watching the games and commenting on them. Like, it's a, like a, even when Kyrie went down, how he's, he's like, Dev, at least, and I know it's Twitter, doesn't mean it's totally real, right? But the idea that you have a star who... You do think of in the past, a guy would lose, he'd be bitter, he'd shut it off, he'd go on vacation in the Bahamas, and he's watching. I think that's a cool thing that's happened. It, it could be, but he also could also take away the attention from the guys who are out there competing, if you look at it the other way. That's a great point. I didn't think of that. And he also has a lot to promote, because if you, if you watch the games, there's, about, there's, a, there's like a, a LeBron commercial every hour. Yes. Yes, there's certain Peyton Manning. There's certain Peyton Manning. Like I get it. He's a spokesperson for, for every every single product. You got Mountain Dew. You got him doing the salsa dance. You got the Space Jam. You know everything. You, you, even though he's not playing, you're still getting your fill of LeBron. No question. So. No no question. <laughs> um, all right, call it Clippers or uh, Utah. I'm, I'm going to say Clippers and then feel like an idiot after, you know, game four. But I'll, I'll go Clippers. You got any idea which of these nets are going to be healthy? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think that being at home will help them uh, no matter who's healthy. Um, I think that being at home will, will give them a big boost. I think that they got to figure out a way to get KD open and then free him up and not just let Bruce, I mean, P.J. Tucker get away with just, you know, beating him up and harassing him the whole time. They got to find a way to free him up so he's not working so hard. Uh, for his shots, um, I think that you know the, le- the the refs basically said, "Hey, we're gonna let you him be physical with you, and we'll see what you can do to to um, rebound." And he couldn't he couldn't really handle it uh, the physical play from PJ, but they, they, the Nets have to help him. They got to help him find a way to to make it a little bit easier so he's not working so hard. Yeah, I I w- the minute it starts getting easier for him, then I think that uh, the other the other role players will, will have more confidence. I think. There were a lot of times they were just like giving the ball to Katie and say, save us. And I think it should have been the other way around. Like, let's try to help it, make it easier for Katie. 
I think it's a little both. I also think that he needs to take PJ Tucker away from the basket, right? Like to get like when you you post up, he's just too strong, and they're letting him get away with too much. I think the officiating has to tighten up, and I think it will. Um, and then I think they yes, the other guys have to be able to make plays and not put all of the all of the weight on him. We haven't talked about the Seventy Sixers. I got to mm. tell you, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Ben Simmons and what he's been able to do with Trey Young. Well, yeah, I mean, you put some size on him. He's almost a foot taller, <laughs> um, and he's got the athleticism to keep up. I mean, that's tough for anybody to contend with. And I think that it's also given him, uh, you know, a lot of taking a lot of pressure off of him from having to score because, you know, his responsibility is just to lock down Trey Young. Uh, so it's worked in their favor. But I think in, in the sense that it's also helped him because he had 15 points in the last game because he was freer, you know. Um, he's getting turnovers. He's forcing turnovers. He's getting out on the break. He's doing a lot of things. And then when you score, that makes you want to defend even more. So I think it worked out because he has a he has an assignment. He has a role. And if you watch the game, you know exactly what Ben Simmons is supposed to do out there. Um, if, he, if he's got to say, I'm, I'm going to shut down Trey, and he's focused on that for the whole game, that just frees everything up for everybody else. And, and, and everybody else can just be loose and, and have fun. And I think that's, that's what you've been seeing from the Sixers the last two games is that Ben's taking the, taking the hard assignment. And now, you know, Tobias Harris can just do his thing. And you know Joel Embiid's going to give you buckets. Great stuff, as always. Really appreciate you joining us. And uh, your kid's okay, right? Like, I heard your kid babbling the, the first five minutes, and now he's gone away. Like, you didn't well, – we, we didn't uh, – you know, he had he had some things he wanted to share. You know, he wanted everybody to know that uh, he agreed with me on Jokic. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you guys be well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. Take care. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts 
if you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Um, I'm a semantics guy. Words mean a lot to me. And especially when smart people say words. Semantics is the branch of uh, linguistics and logic concerned with meaning. There are numbers of branches of sub-branches of semantics, including formal semantics, yada, yada, yada. Okay, but uh, it's the meaning of a word. It's the meaning of a phrase. It's the meaning of a sentence, the meaning of the text. Like those things, semantics are interesting to me. And there's a word that when you use it, there is, by my estimation, no ability to be positive. Right? So, like, look, I, I've often told people that when people say to me, you know, you're really smart, it, it actually isn't the compliment that some would take it as. Right. Because what it's throwing out there is maybe you're too smart for your own good or maybe you think you're really smart or whatever. But you could take it as like, hey, somebody says you're intelligent. That's a good thing. I struggle to find any use of the word complicated that feels like a positive towards another human being. How's your relationship with your wife? It's complicated. How is it buying that brand new car? complicated what was it like to 
log on to that cloud. You know, it's kind of complicated. Tell me, you like you? How? What was it like? The directions to that spot that you guys go and put the boat in? Ah, it's kind of complicated. Complicated is not fun. Complicated is not positive. Complicated is not energetic. Complicated is not something that you search for, that you want, that you need. Complicated is, well, it's complicated. Think about the things in your life that are complicated. I, you know, I just, math is really complicated to me. You know, it's complicated. Uh, why can't you get the stereo to work? Ah, so complicated. Mark Murphy is the president of the Green Bay Packers. He said, I'm often reminded, though, of Ted Thompson, as you know, the great general manager passed away earlier this year. Thompson often talked about Aaron. He would say he's a complicated fella. So I'll just say that. Now, the truth is Aaron Rodgers is complicated and it isn't a negative to tell somebody to 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 paint a realistic picture of who somebody is. Aaron Rodgers is a California guy, but it's not like he's from Newport Beach or from Hermosa or Manhattan Beach or he's not even really from the Bay Area, right? Like he's from he's basically from Chico. Chico is a beautiful part of the world, but it's more known for weed smokers than anything else. Like if you if you told your friends, when I was in high school, I'm going to go to Chico State. Like, oh, you're going to go smoke a bunch of weed. Humboldt State as well. Humboldt and Chico are where the, uh, that's where the weed guys go. Kind of earthy. You know, horticulturists, if you will. That, that's what it was. He, he's not, so it's, it is just in location. It's, is it California? Yes. It doesn't mean he grew up on the, on the other hand, here he works in Green Bay. He lives in LA. The women that he have dated, has dated up until now his fiance, they've all been Hollywood types that we've seen at least. I'm sure there's other women that we don't know of. That's why it doesn't get broadcast, but they've generally been Hollywood types. The, the, here's the thing about, the Aaron Rodgers Packers relationship, which leads you to believe that it will end in dysfunction. Oftentimes relationships that begin in dysfunction and in disarray end up in the exact same form. It's like things come full circle. Now you can cut that circle or cycle, if you will, if you go to therapy or you, you really kind of settle down and, decide to make a change to break out. But that's not what they've done. Remember, Aaron Rodgers wanted to play for the San Francisco 49ers out of college. They had the number one overall pick. They selected somebody else. And then it wasn't like he went second, third, or fourth. He went like 24th to the Packers who already had a quarterback. He was Jordan Love before Jordan Love. So the beginning of that relationship was complicated. They didn't really research him he didn't expect to go there. And when they drafted him, it was like he was going to play. And then in the early years, of course, Favre wasn't great to him. And he had to wait and wait. And then Favre would think about retiring, then come back and think about retiring, come back. And finally he retired and they gave the team to Aaron only to have Brett Favre come back. 
and then ultimately go to the New York Jets and then to the Vikings, who came in and beat the Packers uh, two years after he left. Then Rodgers became the guy, but it's always been complicated. Complicated was one of those words which, as telling as it is, as sensible as it is, it is not and cannot be taken as a compliment. And so why would you say it if you're Mark Murphy? I don't care if that's what they Ted Thompson said. Don't say it. Here's Greg Olson on the herd earlier today. Here's what he said about Aaron Rodgers. I understand where these guys are coming from, right? I, I, as you said, I've played with some high-profile quarterbacks who face, you know, they get a lot of the, the credit when things go well and deservingly so. But I think more often than not, what we see is, to your point, when things don't, when, when Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a Super Bowl and when we lost the Super Bowl back in 2015, all of the blame and any of the failures in return get put on the quarterback. So I think these quarterbacks look around and they say, listen, they look around, they see Kansas City, they see these other teams, they say, I want these weapons. There's, there's, you can have five Pro Bowl offensive players and every quarterback wants more, right? It's just, it's in their nature. They want every draft pick. They want every first-round pick. They want four all-pro receivers. They want a tight end, left tackle. That's just who they are. They know that the better they are, the players are around them, the more success they are going to have, and they realize their legacy is going to be based on winning Super Bowls. And Aaron Rodgers looks right now at his career. He's MVPs. He's won one Super Bowl. But if he wants to be up in that Manning, you know, that Manning, that Tom Brady category, he knows that the clock's ticking and he's got to win a few more Super Bowls. And he wants the organization to know, I need some more pieces around me. I need to be treated as the, the top of the totem pole of this organization. And you need to give me what I need to succeed and, and ultimately win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm like, all that is sens- sensible, but it's it's just more complicated than that. Like this whole idea, well, he doesn't have a good enough team, which was a little bull. <laughs> they were there. They were there. So I, I don't think it's about the personnel around him. It's, it's complicated. The, the funny thing about, you know, the president of the organization, Mark Murphy, saying something publicly was, he was the one who just said, let's not say anything publicly a week before. Because you know what happens when you say something publicly? It gets complicated. It really gets complicated. Bayer, can you think of another word which is cannot, you know, there's obviously negative words. You know, sometimes we take the word mediocre to be a super negative when mediocre honestly means average. You know, like here's one. She's really nice. Yeah, what's she like? She's really nice. (laughs) Right. Or I'm fine. Fine. Complic- it's complicated. You can even say it in a way in which the tone of your voice can be kind of lighthearted and be like, you know, you know, like it's complicated. Um, gosh, I, of another word I of trying to be it, it's more of I think of just because I even look of think of like average and nice is just saying if that's the first thing you're going to say about something. Yeah, you know, that's the first thing that like it's not like really nice or oh they're they're super kind. It's just uh, they're nice or they're beautiful. That's where it usually comes in. But to think of another word of that uh, that is like the complicated word or the nice or the average, I'm struggling to find. Me too. You and me I, both. Right? Yeah, I 
And I don't think it's a surprise that that he's complicated. complicated. No, he's he's complicated. There's 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 really no arguing that he's complicated. It's it's the arguing is should you have actually said complicated? Yeah, you know, it's because you know what you do you make it more complicated, <laughs> especially after you know a, less than a week after saying that the more uh, don't say nothing to nobody. Yeah, that's the, what he said. The less each side say publicly, the better. Right. So what does he say? More. Not less. Not less. And it's complicated, a complicated situation. And even if Aaron Rodgers is complicated, nobody wants to be told they're complicated. You know, it's like the highest maintenance girl. There's women that are high maintenance that know they're high maintenance, but you know what you shouldn't say? She's high maintenance. No, 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 honey. You're not high maintenance. Because you know what high maintenance is? Complicated. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh, let's catch up with Rick Buecher of Fox Sports 1 covering the NBA. Buke, um, where are you on the Clippers Jazz Series? Uh, well, that's a tricky question because it involves the Clippers. And so I've, I'm a little bit I, – I, I have a dog who – before we got beans, he must have had a bad experience with some loud noises. And so now if I just breathe like I'm going to cough or I'm going to make a noise, he jumps off the couch. That's, that's how I feel about the Clippers. But all that said, I feel more confident about them now than I ever have. I would expect that they found the formula. Uh, certainly Donovan Mitchell having a tweaked ankle hurt uh, helps, but – uh, I believe they found a formula to, I would expect, to win the rest of the games in this series. I don't see anything changing. Why does it take them so long to figure out the formula? It's an interesting, I, you know, I've been thinking about this because Ty Lue uh, did something interesting going into this series that I really didn't pay that much attention to initially until he went full bore small again. Um, when I watched them play during the regular season, the reason I liked the Clippers against the Jazz because I thought their small ball was more was not the Jazz didn't have an answer for it, uh, but he essentially went big. He didn't start Zubac, but he played him 20 minutes. He went to Cousins, and then in Game Two he did more of the same. He started Zubac and he played Cousins almost 10 minutes. Game Three, he uh, he said, you know what? I'm going to go small ball. I'm going to bring Terrence Mann in and, and have him guard Jordan Clarkson. Didn't use him. I just get the feeling like. Ty Lue is playing the long game, and he knows that he has the deepest deck of anybody playing. And he's fully utilizing it and taking his time experimenting with it. And so far it's worked out, which I know we've made a big deal about them falling in a 2-0 hole against Dallas and, and now again against the Utah Jazz, but... And we'll ultimately see where it costs them or, or, or if it ends up being brilliant. But I believe it's just that Ty Lu isn't in a hurry to like figure out the ideal lineup and rotation uh, and strategy. He's, 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 it's been a feeling out process in both of these series. And I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Otherwise, I would have expected them to go, as they did in the regular season, go small and go small right from the start. Rick Buecher joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, coming into the season, what was your opinion of Chris Paul? 
I thought he was an ideal floor general. I thought he was uh, a lot nastier than the guy that appears in the commercials. I uh, I appreciated his his competitiveness, uh, his old the old schoolness of his game, and I, I really don't know that anything. I, I, I assume you're asking that question because the next one is, so how has this season changed it? <laughs> and I don't think it has. I, I think he's the same guy. I think the league has changed. I think who he's playing against has changed. Um, I think who's around him has changed. I think he's found the ideal situation with Monty Williams as a coach and a lot of young guys hungry to win, needing someone to – give them a, a, a steel backbone and direction. And so now we're suddenly appreciating what Chris Paul, to me, has always been. It's just hasn't necessarily been an ideal fit. And I dare say the injuries have hampered him from fully demonstrating who he can be. It's a little bit of injury, a little bit of too much being put on his plate for what he is as a as a go-to offensive weapon. Uh, but, you know, with a young talent like Aiton and, uh, and obviously Devin Booker, and uh, they, they just, this team just feels ideally suited in every way for Chris Paul to show his best self. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, you have so... never been this quiet in a conversation that we have had. I'm just listening. I'm. I'm. I, you know, just, this is about you. Up, I... No, no, no. Listen. Here's the thing. It's. I, here's what I wanted to get to with it. I think it's more than just about that. Okay. Stick with me for a second, okay? Okay. Um, when it comes and, to Chris Paul. Yes. Okay. I think there's a little bit of nostalgia for us. Um, in that he he does play the way the position kind of used to be played, right? Correct. And I think there's a little nostalgia. Like, here, he's hitting mid-range jump shots. He's setting teammates up. He's playing good defense, right? Like, he's, he's he a no clear— He has no choice, by the way. Huh? He has no choice, by the way. No question. No question. He has um, to play but, but I, I think there's a little bit of pushback over the what, all the stuff guys have in their bag and come down and, and pound it. And, you know, even Damian Lillard, like— Look, I understand people are infatuated with da- the points Damian Lillard puts up. I'll take Chris Paul six days a week and twice on Sunday. That, that to me, is how you win basketball games. You don't turn over. You defend your position. You take good, you know, you take good shots. Damian Lillard is a spectacular talent. Chris Paul is a better point guard. And I don't know if that's why fans are – and I know basketball people, I think, are a little bit into it because of that. Um, and I, I – I also think that, that there's a – no one wants to admit it, but, like, we used to make fun of the Clippers all the time. Like, well, Chris Paul got hurt. Their best team, yeah. he got hurt. And yeah. Look, and you get hurt at inopportune times. And at, at some point, you pull a hamstring. It is on you. Even if it's, if it's bad luck, like, there's things you could have done to potentially prevent it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's, a, it's a weird – I also think, though, that we're also not mentioning right now, curiously omitting, Jamal Murray didn't play. It's a different series Jamal Murray plays. The dude was probably the best player in the bubble last year, you know, in terms of elevating where he was viewed and how he played. 
Um, yep. And so it's hard to tell, is Chris Paul really this good? Or is he just a great player playing against backups? And that's what great players, that's why dudes are backups. Yeah, um, no, no, no. I think, I think that's a fair point. And again, that's why this, like what he does now doesn't necessarily change things. But particularly when it comes to sweeping the Denver Nuggets and, and Jokic and everybody taking, you know, taking this an opportunity to say Chris Paul should have been higher in the MVP consideration and Jokic, you know, is he really the MVP? I mean, that, that, that's a natural byproduct of a series ending the way this did. So I, I agree with you. I also believe that in part that the way Chris Paul is playing prevents injury. Like he's playing a more composed game. And it's my, it's my feeling that, you know, we look at all the advances that we've had in sports medicine and we look at all the injuries that we're still suffering among the great players and I believe in large part it's because the game has become so athletic and dynamic. Guys don't score easy buckets anymore. It's either this 100 miles an hour to the rim and I'm double-clutching reverse, dunking, doing whatever, or I'm shooting from 35 feet and I'm doing a step back and it's off the, you know, a crossover. It's just I think the game, the way it's played – uh, and it's all kind of one-on-one direct line, that all of that is contributing to why guys are, are, are getting hurt. Uh, because it's, there, there are no moments where players I, – I think the players understanding how to be efficient is a lost art. And I think Chris Paul stands out that way. I also would say the other thing that makes Chris Paul so popular right now is he's a little guy. The little yep. guy's that, that, always yeah. so far. Steph yep. Curry – you know, it's uh, the little guy's always popular. He's the guy on the insurance commercials with the kids and Uncle Cliff and all that. So, I think for the main street per- mainstream perception, like it's easy to root for Chris Paul right now as much as anybody. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, and Monty Williams is pretty easy to root for, right? Oh, I mean, without, like, without question, without question. Yeah, um, for, for all everything that he's gone through. Yeah, uh, a, a thousand percent. And just a spectacular human being. It, it Here's the thing. Like, I think they're really, really good. I also think Chris Paul wasn't this good at times in the regular season. Like, that's what, it's one of those things where like, wow, we screwed up the MVP balloting. Like, right. nah, he wasn't, right. he wasn't. Right. Yeah. He's playing at a sure. higher level. And by the way, early on in the Lakers series, he was hurt or whatever was going on. He wasn't playing great then. And, and Lakers had him 2-1, but they, they couldn't kill their spirit. And then Anthony Davis got hurt, and then Chris Paul woke up, and the rest, as they say, is history. Right. Well, and it's funny, too, because you mentioned, you know, AD getting hurt and, uh, and then Jamal Murray. Like, it's funny how those things are not taken into consideration when someone makes a run. And, look, it, it happens every year, and somebody has an advantage because of it, and somebody has a disadvantage, but... It's like it's important to keep those things in context and not to dis- diminish the accomplishment, but also not to inflate it beyond what it is. To take consideration, take take into consideration the circumstances with which something is accomplished. And to your point, yeah, those absences. I mean, has has Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns faced the true test of the defending champion Lakers? and the Denver Nuggets with 
the MVP. No, no, they have not. There's no way that anybody can look at the, the two teams that they played and suggest that that is the case. And and look, you can only you can only play who you face, but um, that doesn't uh, you know that doesn't eliminate the fact that they played against two teams that were missing two of their biggest stars. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of uh, Rick Buecher. Any idea if um, Kyrie or Harden are going to be healthy for the Nets? You know, it's funny uh, just because I, I I don't think I don't think we're going to see Harden. I Kyrie, I would not be surprised if he plays again in this series simply because his flexibility, uh, some of the things that he does and, and the way the ankle was rolled, like I wouldn't, I just, I know it's crazy. Um, but I have more confidence that I'll see Kyrie before then I'll see James Harden. Let me put it that way. Uh, Betting on it. You'd say you're not going to see anyone. The the games are coming too, too quickly. And I don't expect that I would see Kyrie in the next game, but I would not be surprised if, he somehow made it back before the series is over. And it goes strictly because I, I, he's, he seems supernatural to me in his flexibility. Some of the things that I've seen him do physically, not necessarily in the game, just stretching or balance or whatever, he's, he's really freaky that way, which is what gives me the feeling like maybe he makes it back. Yeah, it's 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 very very interesting in terms of guys' ability to rehab from these injuries and 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 you know the pace of you know, it's like I I saw who is it Spencer Dinwiddie wants to play in the if they get to the finals like to go from yeah. not playing to yeah. playing in the finals no not can't do it. Can't yeah do it. You can't. What, which by the way like what what we're seeing and I would even say with KD you know what we saw in Game Three. Losing the losing bal- losing his balance, losing the ball, uh, all of that. You just can't tell me that playing as little as these guys did during the regular season is not a contributing factor to the fatigue and the intensity of the game, leading to additional injuries. I, I just there's there's a conditioning that goes on playing the game that. And you know this as well as, as anyone, Doug. There's, there's no replicating that. And I believe that when you play, you know, we only talk about the beatdown and the deterioration. But when you play, you also learn how to be efficient in your movements and your effectiveness. And so you don't have to overextend yourself. You can do certain things, and it's in your groove, as opposed to everything feels like it's a challenge to do. And I just think when you haven't played a lot, everything you do feels that way. And that potentially leads to, to, to greater injury. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I can't be helped but be impressed by the Sixers and their defense. Most yep. importantly, Ben Simmons. Like, you know, yep. no one has been able to do what he's doing to Trey Young. Am I overstating what he's been able to do since being switched on to him? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I, I would a, a guy who is a perennial defensive player of the year, who has the length and size that Ben Simmons has, and doesn't really have any other responsibilities. I I'm impressed 
but it's what I would expect. And it certainly helps that he has what he has around him. And this is where, for the most part, the Philadelphia 76ers have the advantage that the Brooklyn Nets don't, is that these guys played together a lot this year. So when it comes to defensively locking down, he knows what it feels like to have Joel Embiid behind him and Tobias Harris on another uh, on the wing. And like the, I just feel as if as much as you know, familiarity and synchronicity is important offensively, and it is, I think it's just as important defensively that I have a trust in the guys around me and that if I'm going to play Trey a certain way, if I'm going to force him into certain situations, that I'm, I, I have either the help when I need it or that I don't have to worry about where everybody else is. And, I, and again, you know, the beauty of it is that Ben really doesn't have to do a whole lot else other than lock in, find transition buckets, and so all that, yeah, it's, he's done a nice job. But in a playoff series, considering what we've touted him as, I I hope I'm not being um, I'm overlooking the the accomplishment right. by saying kind of expected. That's good. That's that's fair. These are all these are all fair points. I want I I I just don't. You ask why I wasn't talking. I don't want to pinch you on time. I don't want which now I have to do. So now I have to bid adieu. And tell you thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Jeff Schwartz joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's a former offensive lineman and Fox Sports Radio host, as you heard from Dan Beyer. He got to host with Dan Beyer uh, just yesterday. Um, did that take away from your pool time? Because I saw that you were, that was your, your weekend was spent hanging out at your pool. No, I was in the pool and I got out about... I don't know, 20 minutes before the show, and then uh, went upstairs and did the show and talked sports, and then uh, it was time to put the kids to bed. It's a good good day. That's a good day. That is a, that is a damn good day. What's uh, Le'Veon Bell's issue with, uh, with the big fella? I don't know. He's the only person I've ever seen be upset with Andy Reid. I, I don't know how you can be upset with Andy Reid. Um, you know, players respect him because he treats players like adults. I know it's a cliche thing to say, but he kind of lets us do our own thing. But what, what, what players really respect him is he'll play the best player. And I'll give you an example from my career when I was there, right? I mean, I was there in 2013, his first year. And I uh, you know, was coming off an injury, and I wasn't starting out at training camp. And we had a starting right guard. The starting right guard had gotten hurt in the middle of the year. And we were at that point um, – Nine and zero, and we were playing a, a Sunday football game at, at Denver against the Broncos and Peyton Manning. And um, I came in the middle of the game. I played well. We we lost, so we're nine and one now. And Andy Reid kept me in the lineup. He's like, "You're playing well. You're playing better than our other right guard. We're keeping you in the lineup in the middle of the season. Almost unheard of." And he does that with running backs more than any other position. He rides the hot running back, and I guess that didn't drive with what Le'Veon Bell thought he was. You know, he was going to, you know, do in Kansas City. And, um, I mean, even players who, uh, you know, kind of can be emotional, right? Terrell Owens, he's never said anything bad about Andy Reid. Like, you, you just don't because Andy's not a guy that players dislike playing for. And so for Le'Veon Bell to come out so forceful 
And I'm never playing for the Chiefs again. Well, I mean, yeah, they don't want you back either. But um, it's it's very odd. And when you look at, at him in, in Pittsburgh and now uh, the Jets and the Chiefs, maybe he's the problem. Oh, I, I think there's no question he is. I think he's not the same back. And I think if Andy Reid thought he was the same back, he would have played him. That's, it's really that simple. I, I don't, you know, it's Correct. football's a meritocracy. And he's like, well, I'm, and I'm sure it's that you, you told me otherwise. Like, well, yeah, it was probably before he saw you play. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so, I mean, if you think you think Andy Reid doesn't want to run the football, like, I don't know, I can't really help you there, but uh, just I mean, he, I mean, Andy Reid in general is not the biggest fan of rushing the football. He's never really been. Um, I think this year they'll go a little bit you know, back to it. To, but remember, their offensive line, even though we talked about you know, a lot of their issues in the Super Bowl, they were pretty beat up a lot of the season. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't so allow you to run the football. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't run the football, and, and this year they will, and they'll do it more often. I mean, look, Claude Edwards-Hilaire, I'm looking up right now, he got 181 rushing attempts. That's not a lot. Like, they didn't even give him a lot. Leaving about the second most on the team, believe it or not, was 63. Uh, Darrell Williams got 39. So, like, he had a good opportunity to rush the football. He averaged four yards a carry. Sorry, man. Yeah, just just not, not good enough. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Jeff Schwartz. Um, okay, let's let's get to what Mark Murphy said. Um, I'm a big semantics guy. I'm yet to find a positive way to look at the word complicated. And when he says, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's not wrong about Aaron Rodgers. He's a complicated guy, but everybody takes complicated as a negative, don't they? Yes. Um, and I found this pretty interesting. I feel like, and I looked up Mark Murphy's age, he's 65. And I wonder if he thought that closed door meant like no cell phones or like nothing gets out because I, I'm sure if, if someone told him, Hey, whatever you said is going to get out. He probably wouldn't have said that. Right. I feel like he said that thinking he was in the privacy, which he shouldn't have. I mean, this is what we're at right now. There's no privacy at all. Um, and I don't think he would have said that if he thought that this would get out, but definitely they feel that way. I have to imagine that. I think that he was talking about Ted Thompson, that Ted Thompson, the, the former general manager, late Ted Thompson uh, said that about Aaron Rodgers. He definitely is. And this doesn't help the relationship at all. Um, but in the end though, the Packers have all leverage. Rodgers has none. Uh, all right, buddy, retire. Well, guess what? We have Jordan Love to play and you don't make your money. I mean, like, all right, or, or play and come back and we'll have you on the team. Like the Packers have all the leverage. So they can say he's complicated. They can, you know, be as mean as they want to Rodgers. All right, buddy, just don't play. I mean, it's up to you, man. You don't have to play, but you'll lose millions of dollars and they still have your rights, right? They still have his rights. He can't just go somewhere else next year. They have to trade him. Um, so I, I don't think the Packers really care what they say about him. The, the Patriots gave Stephon Gilmore like $5 million extra last year. And now he's ticked that his contract, you know, isn't right. And it's in his, you know, skipping, skipping OTAs. Um, should, should he be ticked? I mean, to, to me, it's like, look, we gave you money last year because everybody else bailed and we got some extra money and we spread it around to you. Should, shouldn't he be good with the Patriots considering they took care of him last year? I mean, I guess the definition, I mean, good. I mean, if he thinks he deserves more, the players don't have a lot of opportunities to make their voices heard to get, you know, to get new deals other than sitting out, you know, mandatory OTA, mandatory minicamp, right? Which, again, he's going to lose money doing that. Um, I, I learned this recently. I, I did not know this because um, in years past, forever, I think, if a player did not yes. show up to a mandatory activity. You didn't have OTA, to find him. 
They have yeah. to, now they do. And part of the CBA, yeah. they have to find the guy. Now, obviously, we saw the Packers are doing the excuse absence deal with Aaron Rodgers to maybe you know brush things, uh, smooth things over a little bit. Um, this is a, this is a player. It's what they have, Doug. It's what we have. Like we, we, the only option we have is to sit out and make our voices. It doesn't mean they're going to pay him. They probably won't. Um, but again. You know, I'll go back. Do players, is Stefan Gilmore not going to play this season? Of course he's going to play this season. But he's going to make it known that he wants a new contract, and this is one way for him to do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, – now, I think those fines are only for, for training camp that they have no, to collect they get, on. No, they get fined, fined $93,000 a day for missing mandatory minicamp. Oh, minicamp as well. That's it's crazy. I yeah, just this week most mandatory minicamps, if they have them, are this week. A lot of teams just said we're not doing them. Yeah, yeah. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, and because they would have to find him, it would it would put them in that kind of exact same pickle. Um, okay, l- l- let me ask you about the Patriots. Gilmore aside, I mean, I've seen Phil, uh, Chris Sims come out and say he still thinks that Cam's one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't see it. What do you see them doing with their offense? I mean, elite, no. Um, is he probably better than last year? I would say so. I mean, we, we saw how he was after COVID, just never the same player, right? He, he had to miss a week, I believe, and then a bye week and just came back and was not the same player. Um, you know, the Patriots have to choose fairly early, in my opinion, whether they're playing Cam Newton or Mac Jones. The base offense for both guys will be the same, but we know that in a Cam Newton offense, they're going to use his legs and his ability to kind of play action pass off those packages as a big part of their offense. There's not enough time to install that offense and then install like the kind of the special plays and, and more tailored to Mac Jones, right? They're two different quarterbacks. So if you start the year with Cam Newton, that basically is your guy this season. And yes, you can go on the fly, but you're going to be kind of limited for a couple of weeks to you figure out how to kind of install those, those Mac Jones plays. So I think fairly early in camp, we'll know how the Patriots feel about who their starter is going to be. I, again, I think Cam um, can still play well, but not good enough to beat the Chiefs. I mean, the, you know, the, the barometer is that, right? Is are you good enough in the AFC to beat the Chiefs? And, and New England's just not. Defensively, they always play, and they play Andy Reid tough many years in a row now. Uh, but haven't been able to score enough points. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That is the voice of of Jeff Schwartz. Um, yeah, it's oh, okay. What you know? Last year, all the talk was of the Dallas Cowboys because of Dak Prescott's contract. Now, because of Aaron Rodgers and some of his other stuff, nobody's talking about the Cowboys. Are, are they good? Like I know that we are led to believe they have all this offensive weaponry, um, but they they weren't scoring early with Dak Prescott at quarterback, and they haven't been a good team in two years. All of a sudden, people are like handing the NFC East and maybe even saying they're competitive at the top of the NFC, and I just, I haven't seen it. Where are you in the Cowboys? I think people are high on the Cowboys because if all quarterbacks are healthy, they have the best one probably by far in the division, right? You look at, at what the Giants are on with Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts with the Eagles and, and Fitz and uh, you know with Washington. They, they have the best quarterback when Dak is healthy. That's why people, I think, lean toward the Cowboys. But let's look at their roster, right? Offensive line for years was their strong suit. Well, now Teron Smith at left tackle, been hurt a bunch, right? Zach Marlin last year, I think he'll come back healthy, but he was hurt. Lyle Collins, I, believe, I think he missed all of last season, minus maybe a game or two uh, at right tackle. So they're kind of bringing these guys back along. Offensive skill position players are fine. Defensively is the big issue, right? Um, they added a bunch in the draft, but how quickly can those guys get up to speed? Dan Quinn 
is the new defensive coordinator coming over from Atlanta, but his defenses were not good in Atlanta. Remember, he was from Seattle with Pete Carroll, and he was considered a good defensive coordinator coming from Seattle. Maybe that was Pete Carroll's doing, not really Dan Quinn's. They get to Falcons, and they were terrible on defense. So their problem was defense last year. They've tried to add to that with talent-wise, but I'm not sure Dan Quinn is a good D.C. So I just think the NFC East will be better this season, and the Cowboys have the best quarterback. So people you know, say, I think they're going to win the division. I I mean, maybe it's the Giants. Maybe it, I don't think it's Washington with, with, with Fitz. It's definitely not the Eagles. I think that's why people are, are higher on Dallas than we would suspect. 23 years ago, Jordan hit the shot over Brian Russell. Where were you? Jess? Yes. I yeah, said 23, yeah. 23 years ago, Jordan hit the shot over Brian Russell. Where were you? 23 years ago. So I was 13. I was... Hold on, I was 11. I assume I was watching the game at home. I don't know. You don't remember? It's not like a seminal moment in your sports viewing history? No. Um, the seminal moments for me, Ty Sedney's coast-to-coast um, game winner uh, as a Bruin fan. I remember jumping like through my, like, through yeah, my dad you, on the How couch. old were you, so, though? You had to be like six or something at the time. That was when 95. I was nine. Okay, you are nine. I was nine. Okay. Um, I remember that. That was um, during school, by the way, so I don't know if you watched that one. No, I 100% watched the game. I remember exactly where I was and what I did afterwards. What did you um, afterwards? So, um, I mean, it was a game at, I mean, it was later in the day, right? I, don't, I think no. it was later in the day. It was a West Coast start. So those are always the later games of the day. It was in, it was in, it Boise. Was in Boise. I don't know. I don't believe it was. I thought it was during the, because I remember the year before. Remember the year before they lost to Tulsa. And yes. I remember I was, I was at, we had snack, snack period, which is like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I remember somebody popped their head out and goes, UCLA's down 40 to something called Tulsa. That's what I remember. <laughs> and the next year they lost to Princeton. <laughs> remember that? No, that Princeton was before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, after the championship. Yeah, after, 96, yeah, 96. Yeah. 95 they won, yes. Um, yeah, so I remember that. I remember some UCLA uh, games at the Rose Bowl when I was younger, like Nebraska ran out the clock to win the game. Brewing. I remember the 96 UCLA-USC game where uh, they were down 17 in the fourth quarter. They won in double overtime. Um, I, I don't have, like, I have some memories as a kid going to the Dodgers games and, and Laker games. I don't have, like, memories of, I think, other moments in sports um, that didn't involve those teams. So that's as a kid, that's what I was watching, right? Yes. I just, I, I, I just I'm asked sure I watched the a... Jordan shot. I just don't remember it watching it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look up the game time now of this, uh, of this game. <laughs> this, it, was, it was later in the day, I think. It was at the end of the day. So, yeah, I was home for that. I remember I jumped across. Uh, I had, and I had one VHS, like, as a kid. And it came from, like, the sports. My dad, I think my dad bought the Sports Illustrated, like, commemorative package after they won the title. And so I have, a, like, a, a UCLA VHS um, of, of the season where, like, Jim Herrick is, like, just shoot the ball, Tyus. So I have a fond memory of that. Good stuff. Jeff Schwartz, check him out on, uh, on Fox Sports Radio every, what, Saturday, 3 to 5 Eastern time with, speaking of UCLA, Steve Hartman, the ultimate homer. And, of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, he is. Like, that, that actually his nickname is Homer because he's a UCLA, he's a noted UCLA homer. So, yeah. Schwartz, good stuff. Thanks for joining us. All right, take care, bud. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.